yes, yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are we? We well? Yeah. Are we good? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. It's an absolutely sold-out show. There's people cramming in at the back. I can see my friend Evelyn looking very concerned. Everyone turn around and say, hi, Evelyn. Yeah, now she's even more nervous. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming uh, to my little experiment here at the Edinburgh Fringe. Let's make sure we're recording. We're recording. This is going to be an improvised hour of stand-up comedy. So some of it is going to be really funny. Some of it will be really shit. <laughs> and you will know that part because you'll be looking at me going, what the fuck is going on? Why? I talked about Caesar salad for 40 minutes yesterday, and I thought it was fascinating. There is one seat right there, one seat right there. There's two seats there. And you just cram in, guys, because you're stood at the door, and you... The man in the upside-down American shirt looks so confused. <laughs> Where did you get that shirt, brother? Is America in trouble? Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Very British response to it. Yeah, fuck them. They left the empire, and now look at them. <laughs> 200 years of prosperity, and now a black president. <laughs> that was a joke, some of you. I heard the PC roar, the, oh, what? It was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much. So we're going to riff. We'll get to know everyone. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for coming. How are we? Do you know these gentlemen? This crew, this One Direction in Five Years <laughs> ensemble we have. Very lovely. I like you got every cast of man in their 20s. We got the guy into the band. We got the guy into computers. We got the guy into porn. We got the, cre <laughs> we got the creepy guy and the guy who fingered a chick so we grew facial hair, but it's not working out so well. <laughs> Hello, brothers and sisters. How are we? We good? Good, yeah. All right, how do we know each other, the five of you? This is a bond of friendship. Keep coming in, man who looks like a roadie for Jethro Tull. You can come sit. <laughs> you, you come sit on the stage. Come on. There's room on the stage. Come sit on the stage like a weird, creepy kids show. <laughs> I say guffaw to fire laws. You, American shirt, beardo, come on up. Listen, I'm a Canadian. You look like a lumberjack. This is the way the show is supposed to go. Hello. Please welcome our brave individuals here. Keep coming. Keep coming. This is gonna, I'm going to never felt more like a conquering emperor. I'm going to have two men sat <laughs> flanking me. So, sir, you can sit right there. And you, sir, right there. This is fucking awesome. I am so glad I showered, or you guys would be in Onion Ball City right now. How are we? This is great. It's what a day at the Edinburgh Fringe. It's the last Saturday. Performers are losing their minds. I saw a man call a pigeon a cunt <laughs> at 9.30 this morning. It was amazing. So here's what happens. I live in a flat on Nicholson Square because I've come to this fringe long enough to know that I like convenience because you're going to have some days you're going to like, oh, I'm going to need a cry. I'll go back to the flat. And you just look in the mirror and you go, what, what, I could have been a banker. I wouldn't need to be in Scotland where weather changes by the minute. Did you, were you guys outside when it, it, typhoon rained, drizzled, there was fog, it was misty, sunny, and then it rained again. That was 45, what the fuck is going on? Who here believes in global warming by show of hands? Those of you who don't, explain that. That's not weather, that's a sign from above that we're Fucked! Frogs is coming up later. And so I just, it's out, and so it was 9.30 in the morning. I woke up, I live underneath a group of choral singers. Uh, thank you. No, they don't worship God. They're on the devil's side. <laughs> so every morning at 9, I get woken up by, ha, 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 ha. 
ha, 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 which has led to, I think, my favorite thing in the entire world, which is about five minutes into it, a very Scottish woman's voice erupts from a window. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> what happened? Drew, you spill your beer? Spellage is leakage. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Spillage is leakage? You're the creepy one. <laughs> Don't make him. He's already sat here embarrassed. Because where are you from? Norway. Norway. A Scandinavian in front of people. <laughs> he still has that Viking DNA. He wants to be raping and pillaging us as opposed to. <laughs> See, look, he laughs. He goes, How does he know? Were you just joking about him? <laughs> what were you just joking about? <laughs> Is it that funny, sir? <laughs> you do. You don't look like a Viking. You look like the boss Viking. Thor. Yeah, Thor. Thor hammer penis knife. Lord of thunder. And where in Norway are you from? Maldu. Maldu. Maldon, more like, right, guys? <laughs> Um, and so, uh, let me say this. So what brings you to the French, sir? What? Here? Yes, here. French, you. sorry, yes. You? Thank you. Aww. You are exactly the people who are into my comedy, by the way. It's a lone dude, laughs at raping and pillaging, some sort of weird shark t-shirt. Your girlfriend definitely lives in Hungary and you know her from the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those people are way into my comedy and I completely get it. I'm like... I actually had this happen today. I got confronted. So after the singing of the, the woman yelled, shut the fuck up, I like, couldn't sleep. So I went outside and I was just going to get like a coffee or something like that. I'm walking outside and there's just this performer and it was, it was a clown burlesque act because the man was in the gear. And then this pigeon, and you're a cunt, and it flies away. And he just, just started walking into the middle distance. Like he was just like, I'm not going to stop until I feel water on my feet. Like he was just... It was so sullen and ridiculous. So I'm walking to go to the, the coffee place that's in the, uh, in the pasture by the Purple Cow. Very good coffee. You know, because it's £3.50. And so you also get the show of watching a man from Northern England lose his fucking shit. He's just trying to get a flat white for the wife. And he's just like, what's that? £3.50? It's like I'm buying a pint in London. And we go, you're doing a fucking stereotypical bit. Everyone does. Don't do it. And then he goes, I will. Manchester United, and then he disappears. <laughs> and so I'm walking, and I have a show at 9.45 every day in the Pleasant Cellar, and at the end of the show, I talk about Lord of the Rings for about five minutes, and I say that there are no female characters in Lord of the Rings, and I got confronted today by a nerd who had seen the show, and he disagreed. It was weird. So I have my coffee, I'm still in my jam jams, I'm wearing two different shoes, and I have short hair, but when I don't shower, it does this thing where this part sticks up and this part at the back goes this way. So it looks like I was in this, the weirdest wind tunnel ever. And I have like bags under my eyes. I'm smoking a cigarette because that's just like breakfast. And uh, <laughs> this guy, trench coat, the intentional ponytail, those beady eyes. He's wearing like the John Lennon circular sunglasses, but they're down a little bit. And it was gray this morning. So he's wearing those sunglasses because this is too bright for him. <laughs> And he comes up and he goes, I want to talk to you about your show. And he's like, and I'm just looking around to make sure that there's a police officer close. Because if this is my Mark David Chapman moment, I would like to live through it so I can tell the story. Because i got to write a show for next year. I'm being shot by a nerd. <laughs> Five stars right there. And so he goes, um, you say there are no female characters in the novel The Hobbit. Uh, on page 176, 
there is a female elf who enters, and she can, uh, she tells the dwarves that they are not doing good behavior and that they need to learn how to act. And I went, oh, really? And then he produced the page he ripped out from his copy of The <laughs> Hobbit and folded it and went, here you go. And I went, thank you. And he went, I'll be mentioning this interaction on Twitter. <laughs> and then he walked away. <laughs> that was my morning. I saw a man call a pigeon a cunt, and then the man who may have invented the internet scolded me on J.R.R. Tolkien fiction. So then I went back home, I, I was trying to sleep, but it's that, you know when you're tired but you can't sleep? You usually get it when you're hungover. You know what I'm talking about, right, Norway? You're hungover right now. Yeah, why'd you get so drunk last night? I am... Speak into the microphone. Lean in. I didn't get drunk yesterday. So you're a goddamn liar. Hungover yesterday. Oh, you were hungover yesterday. Why did you get drunk the night before? Having a pint. Had a few more. Let me tell you this about the fucking Scandos. They drink. <laughs> like, like, in the UK, you guys walk around like you are professional drinkers. And you are. You can handle a fucking pint better than anyone. You do it driving, do it in the morning. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> and it's not even like a joke. It's just like I've been on planes with British people six in the morning. Ah, oh, time for a pint. Why? Well, you want to sleep. Good point, actually. Good point. <laughs> Scandinavians, they don't fuck around. It's not a few pints after work. It's a bottle of vodka on the train on the way home to pre-drink before you go outside to do liquid cocaine, absinthe, and then burn down a church because you need a boner. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's full on. I was on the... I was in, um, in Sweden, which is the shittiest part of Scandinavia. Right, sir? Yeah. I'm playing into the fact that he is Norwegian and Norwegians and, Scandin and uh, Swedish are having a contest over who has the bigger dick and Norway's winning right now because they have the oil and Sweden has white people. They, that's... Right? You somehow make the mic go quieter when you talk into it. Is that your quiet, reserved Nordic ways? Like you want no one to know of the raven? We like our peace. You got a peace and quiet. Oh, you like peace and quiet. And yet every Norwegian band sounds like this. <laughs> oh, that was the worst noise in the world. Oh, that hurt my spine and I think my kidney is bleeding. Favorite band? No, it's not. Ask me my favorite band. Iron Maiden. Yeah, thank you, sir. <laughs> the rest of you may not like Iron Maiden. Let me tell you this. When you saw your favorite band, did your favorite band arrange for a bunch of planes to fly around the, the field site and reenact the Battle of Britain from World War I with actual planes crashing? No, they didn't. Iron Maiden spends their money properly on stupid shit like that, not drugs. They're fucking great. And if you ever want to see a 55-year-old woman in spandex dance around, go see Bruce Dickinson, because he is doing it well. <laughs> And he also, he's become obsessed with aviation, so he only will tour to places he can fly the private jet he's purchased, which he's named Flight 666, which is kind of hedging your bets. Because if God exists, he's just not going to like that. And he will crash them eventually. But they're not part of the Malaysian network, so... Someone have to make the joke, and I'm the first one! The Norwegian guy wanted to do it, but he's too drunk. Right, sir? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Favorite band? You've had some time to think. Uh -huh. <laughs> that 
Is a ha from fucking Norway? You have a lot to answer for. Is it a ha? Is that take on me? Oh, fuck that band. Fuck them. Oh, what a piece of shit song. And the music video is their, their draw. He's in the fuck. Oh, music videos in the 80s. Who remembers music videos in the 80s and the early 90s when they didn't have directors? They just gave the band money. Oh, what a time it was. Because that was the penultimate of douche time. Because it was cocaine, too much money, cameras. What do we need? I need 100 neon lights. I need some drawings, and I need a synth drum kit. Because the drums, when they go do do do, don't sound like very good. I want them to sound like this. And then Phil Collins came around, and I wish him dead. I do. I wish he was the guy who drowned in that song that he sings about seeing the guy drowning. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the name of it. I hear you calling in the, in the air tonight? You don't know who Phil Collins is? Good for you. Oh, I wish I was like you. Okay, so you know, you know bands, right? Yes. All right, so of any member of the band, who do you not want to become a singer in their solo career? Which band? Any band. Just in a generality. Who doesn't, who should? All right, Captain Specific. <laughs> All right, Information McGillicuddy. You need to, here's the thing. So Phil Collins, who here likes Phil Collins? Yeah, thank you, three people. Listen, no, no. Why, why do you like Phil Collins, sir? What? He's just, he's just a mate? You, you know Phil Collins? I'm not talking about your friend named Phil Collins. I'm not talking about the character from Trailer Park Boys named Phil Collins. That's a reference for one person who went, oh, very good, and the rest of you went, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Trailer Park Boys is a comedy show that came out of Canada that was popular here briefly. Oh, it's time for my favorite part of the show, which is when that show is really loud, and I keep telling them to keep it down, so they don't, so now it's time for me to spread another rumor about them. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, I told everyone that they uh, were responsible for 9-11. <laughs> but I think continuing on our theme, they were the guys that told the Vikings that raping and pillaging was a good idea. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not a Norwegian idea. It was a bunch of improvisers from fucking Canterbury wearing cravats and bolo hats. I don't know what a bolo hat is. Oh, I may have just made up a type of hat. Well, you guys haven't heard of bolo hats? They're like a polo shirt, but you wear them as a hat after you have had too much wine at the regatta, and you're wearing like capri pants and those boat shoes that make you look like a dick or my dad. And uh, what was that, sir? Did you just yell bouncing? Boaters. Wow, that was a fucking mean way to say that. Oh, you're talking about boaters then. Scourge of the eastern seaboard of the United Kingdom. Always showing up with their boats, and yet there's no bodies of water on my property. Get off, boaters. I don't have any pims for you. What are you doing with that rattan chair? Put it away. It's raining. My name is Alistair. I don't want you on my property, and by property I mean this little patch of concrete I call a council flat. <laughs> Welcome to London, fuckers. <laughs> That's my new character. His name is Alistair of London. It just got picked up for a new uh, for BBC Nine. It's pretty good. He uh, he just talks about various things that he sees. Like the first episode is he meets Boris Johnson and he likes him. He's just like, oh, I like Boris because his hair looks like it's trying to escape because it has ideas and Boris doesn't. All right, so you're, uh, do you live in Norway or do you live here? here. You live in Scotland? I live in Newcastle. You live in Newcastle? Oh, what the fuck was that? 
Is that the Newcastle national anthem? The sound of someone throwing up? What took you to Newcastle, brother? Work. And what do you do for a living, you secretive, secretive man? I'm an engineer. Right? Ladies, set those vaginas for interesting job. <laughs> and, uh, and what kind of engineer are you? A chemical? Oh, who's on the line? We got a caller. The first caller in the history of the show. No? It's the hospital? Really? Why are you here and not at the hospital if they're calling? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll be getting that story in a moment. How is she, sir? She's still waiting for the... How drunk or how bad did she fall over? What were you guys doing last night? She just went off her own, just a bottle of rosé under one arm. <laughs> I'll see you cunts in the morning. I gotta go do some choral singing around nine. That's, it's always nice to be the responsible friends with the irresponsible friend. Because then you get to be like, so what did we learn at the festival this year? <laughs> that pims plus staircase equals owie. <laughs> How long has she been waiting at the hospital? About two and a half hours. That's not bad. Like, I'm from Canada, and I, in Canada, you have to wait a long time. I, one time, had to wait in the hospital. I waited for four hours. Here's what happened. I learned something. I learned that you can't be on planes five days in a row. And here's how I learned that. I was on planes five days in a row, and then I went home, and I went into, this is a bit of a gross story, but stick with me. I went into the toilet to have a poo, and it was nothing but blood. I know. So I did what everyone does in that situation. I went, oh, that's cancer, that's cancer. And I took care of it, flushed the toilet, went out to my flatmates and went, I have cancer, I'll be back. I went downstairs, there was a hospital about a block away, I just walked into the emergency room, and the nurse, the nurse you want in the emergency room or the A&E, tough, little bit overweight, like a wispy, short hair, hint of some sort of like accent, but not like a, like a romantic one, but like a harsh one, like Polish or Irish, just like, what did you do? <laughs> and I just walked in and went, I have butt cancer, butt cancer. And she just looked at me like, oh, for fuck's sake. And she went, sit over there, fill this out, so I fill it out, and she takes back and goes, why do you think you have... I'm not going to say butt cancer. <laughs> Some sort of colon-related ailment. And I said, well, I, I just took a poo, and it was nothing but blood. And she went, well, that could be many things. What type of blood was it? <laughs> and I said, the one from inside me. <laughs> and then she went, no, like, was it dark or was it bright? And here's something that you learn. I don't know if you gentlemen have ever pooed blood, but you remember every detail right away. Like, I can sort of remember what it was like losing my virginity. I could describe every facet of that toilet bowl. And it was a, it was a bright red, and she went, oh, okay. And then she just walked away, and I was like, that's not good. That's not good at all. I wanted to, oh, that's fine then. Hey, guys, how are you? We're just talking about pooing blood, so I'm glad you're here. Are you from the hospital? Hello? Oh, yes, madam. Couple of questions for you. Sir, is this your girlfriend, wife? 
Both. <laughs> Way to put them together. Very, very... So, like, sometimes you treat her like a mistress, sometimes you treat her like a wife? You're, you're, she's really not, because now I know her name. Nicola. <laughs> Nicola, so what happened last night? It was last week. You've been drunk for a week? <laughs> so so you, were, you were having a couple of cocktails? You look in serious pain. You cracked a rib? Where the fuck were you, sir? <laughs> yeah, you guys are definitely married right there. As you're snapping those photos, like, that's for the time that you yelled at me because I left my sock in the kitchen for five minutes. And this is for the time you crashed the car and claimed it was because cars are hard to drive. So where were you drinking? Like, just in a quarry? At, at the Utterbelly. You might have a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no law. Are you an no, engineer? Are you a lawyer? No, I'm an engineer. Fuck. <laughs> do we have a lawyer here? All right, you, sir, you look like a lawyer. Sir, I'm talking to you. Do you, you, do, you are aware you look like a, a lawyer, right? N no, I'm, you, it's you. <laughs> the man who's looking around going, who is he talking to? It's, it's, it's you. And what is your name? Frank? Jim. Already definitely a lawyer type answer. What's your name? Frank, Jim, who wants to know? Well, Franklin James, as a lawyer that I've just made up, um, does she have a case? No. You're fucked, miss. I'm very sorry, Nicola. How was the a &E? Was it okay? Are you having a beer just to relax? Yeah, that's a good idea. Just drink through it. Someone dial 99 now. And then when Nicola does the stage dive, 9 again. <laughs> so I'm in the emergency room. I'm convinced that I have bowel cancer. Um, you came in at a weird moment, sir. Basically, I shit. There was a lot of blood. Have you ever pooed blood before? Not recently. That's a man who definitely has, because he... It was six... No, not, not in a while. Because you remember, like, you live your life in a new way because you're like, I am now one of those men. And so I, I did it. It all happened. I'm waiting. I wait three and a half hours. They take me into the, the room, and I, I remain fully clothed. And they go, you need to get ready for the inspection. And I, I'm an idiot, so I just sat there being like, ooh, I wonder what they're going to ask me. <laughs> and then this doctor comes in with, like, a glove already on, and it wasn't the blue glove. It was, like, this pink thick glove and I was just like oh no I know what's gonna happen <laughs> and he went you're gonna need to disrobe and went, oh god and then I went out and they put you on this weird machine that I'm really sorry for where you're sitting <laughs> that kind of pushes it up like this so you're presenting like a cat in heat <laughs> and he goes I just need to uh, inspect your colon and I went oh god and then you hear I heard the lube bottle like it was and like, ooh, yeah, make sure this slides right in. And he doesn't, here's something they don't tell you until you have this inspection, is that the body naturally repels anything going into that. So you have to, you have to prep yourself. So they go, think of something relaxing. Well, you can hear someone lubing up their fingers. 
And it was like, oh, uh, they're never coming here again. <laughs> and so he goes, all right, here we, and then he surprised me and went, go. But my butthole was ready. And it repelled him. I could feel it ricochet off the side. Yeah! And, uh, and he went, you have to relax. And I went, I'm trying! And so he, uh, he gets it in there. And he, this is the worst part. Is he has to like move it around. So he had to wind my watch effectively. And he, and he, beep. And he went, uh, have you been on any planes recently? I was like, that is not a question I was prepared for. <laughs> Where is this going? What, did you just find some cocaine? Like, <laughs> and, uh, and he went, no, no, um, because uh, being that high in the altitude, it dries out certain parts of your body, and one of them is the colon. So if you go on a bunch of planes, more than three flights in a space of 72 hours, it can dry out areas. And unless you drink a lot of water and electrolytes, that'll be a problem. And I went, well, yeah, I was on five planes in five days. Anyway, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, part of your colon is falling in on itself. And I went, what can I do? And he went, just drink some water. <laughs> and I went, okay. And then he's like taking his glove off. And then he goes, hey, are you a comedian? And I went, yeah. And he went, I saw your show about two weeks ago. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, say it was impressive. You just used me like a finger puppet. <laughs> And now you're giving criticism on my jokes? Like, not only do you have a bloody asshole, those jokes need some work, bro. <laughs> so I did that, took that all care of, and they said it would be fine in 10 days. But I forgot to mark which day. I know you're very uncomfortable, miss, now I'm making eye contact only with you. Norwegian man, also look at her with me. <laughs> Uh-oh, she started back on us. I didn't see this going. Harder than it looks. You have to do Edinburgh for 30 days straight because you will get an audience at this festival that's just this. That joke was amusing. <laughs> what a clever observation. I am having the best time. <laughs> oh, the ecstasy's kicked in. <laughs> time to applaud. What a delightful time. <laughs> And so I didn't mark them down. So it was either nine days or 12 days later, it happened again. So I went back to the hospital, but this time I knew it was cancer. I didn't know it was cancer. I thought it was cancer. So I just walked in. I said, I have cancer. It was the same nurse, and she went, okay. She went and got the doctor again. Same thing happened, and he did it, and he went, yeah, it's, it's been nine days, man. You got to give it another day. Do you like coming here? It's just so fucked up. It's very bad. I also get that way with anything that happens to my... Do you, have you ever had any STDs? <laughs> Anyone here? Anywhere STDs? I'm not expecting honesty, but sometimes, there's, sometimes the bold guy is like, yeah, I got HPV. Fuck it. I've lived a life. You don't get a three-way without getting a little souvenir. So I've never had any STDs. I've been tested numerous times, but I do live in fear of them because... As we all know, when you get one, you get put onto an island called Gross Island with David Hasselhoff <laughs> and AIDS as a man and, uh, yeah, yeah, and the Boy George. And uh, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Why am I attacking Boy George? He's had a hard enough life. He had that one song and then he's just been shit ever fucking since. And I really like that song too. Do, I really, do you really want to hurt me? No, George. 
keep singing that song. Do not, do not, do not try a techno career. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do weird, dirty, sexual, sadomasochistic stuff. Oh, it's creepy now. Some people probably want to hurt you now. <laughs> anyway, do you like Boy George? No. What is your favorite band? You've had time to think about it now. Uh, Kings of Convenience. Kings of? Convenience. Kings of Convenience. Now, what's a song we would know by the Kings of Convenience? I'd rather walk and talk, I'd rather dance with you than talk with you. You better sing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather dance with you than talk with you. Great song. It's a great song. <laughs> what's the second verse? I don't know. That's the second verse? It's a weird song. You see what I did there is he didn't know the second verse. It was pretty good. Anyway. <laughs> so what type of engineer are you in Newcastle? We never covered that. I talked about butt cancer instead. Mechanical. Mechanical. So what have you built? I work with perfume manufacturing. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Are you saying spray bottles? You're going to go spray bottles? I'm going to go with making the bottle smaller yet somehow more expensive. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what you do? What the fuck, why are you there? I just assume a perfume factory is an incredibly camp man going, this doesn't smell like strawberries. Because I'm an idiot. And so, what exactly do you do? I maintain machines, make sure they're all up to a certain standard. Like in the room filled with elves and beautiful women just smelling things. It must be the weirdest factory. It must be just a concrete room with like a fat guy named Mike Neck tattoo, just like squishing strawberries and synthesize. Because it's all synthesized smells, right? I don't make the bulk. <laughs> You're contractually not allowed to say you make the bulk. And also when you refer to it as the bulk, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. It sounds like it's just a fat woman shitting smells. <laughs> Time for the bulk! <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really mo I presented right towards you. Thank you. I work out. Not this month. I've mostly been eating cheese. But still, I've maintained. Not really. My body looks like right now like a sleeping bag full of water. But, uh, and so do you also work at the perfume factory? No, I don't. No. no. What do you do? Uh, I'm a chemical engineer. What weird company do you work for? <laughs> if you say Iron Brew, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. No, I currently work for Sabic, who make, chem uh, like, polyethylene and plastics and stuff. So chemical weapons. <laughs> Don't be so happy about it, man. Where are you from? Um, Teesside, which is about an hour's drive away. Oh, I know where Teesside is. And Teesside sounds like it should be a lovely place full of old ladies <laughs> giving you tea. Pardon me, would you like a crumpet? Yes! That's not what Teesside is. T-Side's just a tracksuit going, you want weed? Fuck you. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got very drunk in T-Side, and this was when I was a single gentleman, so I was on what you call the prowl. And uh, are you a single gentleman? Yes. So you're trying to take girls to Finger Bang City while you're up here at the festival? <laughs> if being, working in a perfume factory, does that mean that it's sort of easier? Can be like, hey, you can you know, toggle my nozzle and then I'll make you smell like hazelnut tomorrow? Not all. They just don't believe you. They think you don't look like you work in a perfume factory. They, you look like you work in a pedophile factory. I don't know. <laughs> He's Scandinavian. That's a compliment to his people. <laughs> Trust me, I've been to Scandinavia. They have never been insulted in their life because they just go, that is fine. We are prettier and we have more money. 
What is your money? Oh, that's funny. We use that to wipe the shit off of our faces. That's right. We shit on our faces here in Norway because we don't give a fuck. That's not a Norwegian accent at all, is it? See? What I, exactly what I'm talking about. That's not an insult. Said, I'm stating fact. That doesn't sound like a Norwegian accent. There is no Norwegian accent. The only Norwegian accent is chaching, oil. Go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> like, Norway is the most expensive. Like, I, bought, I, bought a, I got a layover in uh, the airport in Oslo one time, and no one told me about it. So I just bought a sandwich. And then I looked at my bank statement, and it was like a bacon bun that was the size of like a fucking hockey puck, which is, again, a reference no one will get. It's a small sandwich. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this about the show, but I like to make metaphors that only make sense to me. So everyone goes, ha, 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 boo. And so I got it. It was 20 Canadian dollars. It was 10 pounds. What the fuck is your fucking country's deal? I have no idea. Do you guys not like foreigners? No, not really. <laughs> Another thing I do love about Scandinavia is they're just honest. They're just like, yeah, there are racists here. Where are they? <laughs> I was in Copenhagen once, and, uh, and there's all these, these people constantly cycling. And I asked a guy, why are you guys always uh, cycling? And he went, because we're better than you. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play, I guess. And so you're in, uh, so in polyethylene. Do you know how to make meth? Uh, yes. I got excited when I seen uh, Broken Bad. Did you actually think about making methamphetamine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make a lot more money. <laughs> That was less of a yeah, yeah, and a more like I've made some blue sky in my basement. <laughs> Is he your Jesse? <laughs> you want to be in it? No, I've seen all of Breaking Bad, and it ends very badly for everyone. We're doing pretty well right now. Well, yeah, because you're probably in season four when he's all like <laughs> Gus, etc. I'm not going to ruin that show, because listen, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, I know what you're thinking. I watched the first series. It wasn't very good. you got to stick through to the fourth series, and that's when shit gets fucking real. <laughs> it's nothing but Brian Cranston just looking into a camera going, now's the time. And it's just so, like, you're just walking around being like, we're fucked. We're going to fucking die. My girlfriend watched the entire series in 12 days, and when she was midway through season four, she called me crying going, John, two things. One, I think we should go into the meth business. <laughs> two... This is not a documentary, right? And I went, no, baby, it's not. She went, okay, that's fine, because, oh, God. And she just hung up the phone. And I had called her back, and I went, you don't have to watch it. And I could hear it in the background. She goes, no, I have to! Like a pusher. Um, Breaking Bad's a pusher. So have you ever tried methamphetamine? Have you ever actually tried to make it? There's no cops here, right? Any cops? Just one lawyer, and we don't even know his name. Nope. Are we guys familiar with meth? Do we know what meth is? Yeah, I like how all the youth are and all the older people are like, no, in my day we had real drugs called cocaine. We're not like you fucking idiots making your stuff. We get Colombians to do it, then it comes over in the body cavity of a sad gal and we snort it at the Hacienda in 1992. <laughs> that joke was very clever for a couple of reasons. One, it referenced classic Manchester club, the Hacienda. Two, it may have been closed down because of drugs. And three, that's how the Colombians get it into the UK because they could fly it into America. But here, you guys are too good at searching boats, so they put it in people. <laughs> yeah, not only funny, also informative. You're welcome. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. John, is this a free show? Sort of. You will have to pay at the end. And by pay, I mean money. And by money, I mean stuff that folds. I've been having to count pennies after every show and then take it to the Bank of Scotland. Do you understand how they treat you? when you walk in with eight pounds and pennies, they look, like you they look at you like you just robbed a fountain. <laughs> and it didn't help. I had showered recently, so I had the wet hair, and I just went, here you go. It was bad. 
And they also, it's not even a woman working the change counter. It's like, the, I think the bank manager's mom who then counts all the money again. In fr it was an hour of my time. I will never get back. I've never wanted to just kill an old woman so badly before. Because I like, I like older people. I think, because you're, how old are you, sir? 20. You're 20. So how do you feel about like a 55-year-old? Uh, what? Ancient. Ancient. 55-year-olds, anyone here? Hi, sir. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to deal with Nicola's husband, my friend. Listen, hang out with people that are older than you. Because these guys, what are you, all 20? Yeah. You all know shit about shit. <laughs> stop taking photos of your dick. Stop taking photos of your food. I don't know what you're taking photos of, but just go to a psychologist. And I don't even know what your story is, but you probably have a van that tells the story of screaming. <laughs> But that's the thing is because you guys, you're 20, you think you know what's going on. Like, how do you hit on a girl? How do you do it? He just said, I don't know what I'm doing, so. It's the classic 20-year-old response and that I asked him a question and he didn't even give me an answer. If you're going to hit on this girl, do you know her? No? Let's try it out. <laughs> don't worry, miss. You're under, you're under no... Don't, you, what are you going to do? You're going to slap me? I'll fucking unleash the Viking Lord on you. <laughs> You can fucking try and give me a backhand. He'll end up wearing you like a hat. <laughs> and he works in the perfume business. He knows what to do with the body. They'll find you in the bulk. <laughs> All right. Do you not want to participate? Sorry? Do you not want to... Are you cool to participate? All right, wicked. All right, so you... Just pretend this is a nightclub, okay? Everyone act really douchey and pose weird, okay? Do it. Uh, thank you very much for participating. <laughs> You, you did the classic nightclub dude lean, just on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, these are my slacks. All right, so you're in a... Where do you like to like pick up ladies? Where do I like to pick up ladies? Uh, club, yeah. You're at a nightclub? Okay, we're at the nightclub. What's a good nightclub name nowadays? So we're, you're at Velvet Shoe. Okay, you're at the Velvet Shoe 666. Thank you for the addition, madam. Velvet Shoe 666. It's obviously a club in Norway. You've just bought a beer for 1,100 pounds. <laughs> Accurate price, right? Yeah, about that, yeah. You're coming to every show. You're like the best Paul Schaefer I've ever had. That's, again, another reference you won't get. David Letterman, who's a chat show host in North America, has a bald guy who hangs out with him named Paul Schaefer, and he just answers questions like this. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Wrote the Blues Brothers movie. Anyway, so you're at Velvet Shoe 666. You spy this nice lady. What's your name? Emma. You see Emma across the dance floor. You walk across the dance floor that's sticky, which is the creepiest thing about nightclubs. I don't know how the fuck that happens, and I don't want to know. Yep, see you later, sir. We're already going to walk out. You're playing the bouncer. You go stand outside the door, let no one in, and stand in that bouncer face where it looks like someone just said, you're a cunt, and they went, oh, my feelings. Mm. All right, so you go up to her. What's your line going to be? How are you going to approach? You don't know her? You're going in cold, brother. Don't help him out, Emma. <laughs> Emma tried the assist, which is the classic, can I buy you a drink? Very good move. Very good move. Are you going to go with that? Yes, I've asked your name. I'm going to ask you. Don't, no, ask her her name. Don't just go, I've asked your name. <laughs> that doesn't set the table very well. That's a little bit rapey. When you're, I've asked your name, madam. <laughs> Clarify your title or you will meet my scabbard of justice. <laughs> 
For those of you listening, I held my hand up in the slapping motion. I don't have a sword because my Viking friend forgot it in the boat. <laughs> Back to you. We're at the Velvet Shoe. 666. Everyone dance for a second. Get the ambiance going. I'm talking to you specifically, sir. Let's see that shake. Yeah, all right. Now we're there. We're there. We're at the, the Velvet Shoe 666. You're going up to Emma. And uh, so go ahead. Hi, Emma. Would you like a tenants? <laughs> I gotta say, I really like his specific brand loyalty. And how you said Emma like you're about to offer her a bank loan. It was professional, it was nice. Let's see how Emma responds to that. Emma, the floor is yours. Oh, back to you, sir. Does not drink tenants. <laughs> now, what are you gonna say? What about special brew? <laughs> I like how you said special brew. And you did it in like a joking way. That was very nice. Give me special brew one more time. Special brew. <laughs> Something just happened to my vagina. <laughs> or vagina, because I don't know what a vagina is. <laughs> Emma, he's just offered you a special brew. you i'm on emma's side <laughs> some dude walked up special brew no never no what do you mean by special brew something i made in my bathtub that's not a scottish accent that i just had a stroke uh all right last try last try last try someone just said to you you should ask about gopher fucking i'm pretty sure Oh, buck, fuck you people with your buck fast. Oh, you think it's so funny. Give it to the Canadian guy. Fuck you. I woke up walking onto a train. Just, and the label, have you seen buck fast yet, brother? It's literally, it's this fortified wine, allegedly. I think it's gasoline and food coloring. And it, and it has, the label looks like it was drawn by a child. <laughs> meaning it's for children. And, and the Scottish, they drink it like it's like shots and it's not, it's not for drinking. <laughs> it's for torture. I feel like if Scotland goes independence, you guys would just use that as bombs to get any lingering <laughs> English people out. All right, pal, you got two options. This is my Scottish accent. <laughs> it's so fucking bad, I apologize. But it's vengeance for all of you coming up to me and going, are you from Canada, eh? We don't talk that way. That's one specific island called Newfoundland, and technically they're not even part of Canada. They're a distinct society, much like Scotland, and I don't imitate anyone's accent until they do it to me, because I believe in individual unity. You guys should learn the same if you want to be a country one day. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, three English people, for clapping at that and then stopping when there was crowds. Good day. Ole, ole, ole to you, sir. Last try. I would suggest maybe not going with Buckfast because she's looking at you like you just took a shit in her cereal. <laughs> Go for Rehypnol. That came from Nicola's husband. No, Nicola's friend. Nicola, you should have a drug test because I think some of your friends have betrayed you. I forgot. It's Nick, that's your Nicola's other. Your Nicola's other gentleman. Only gentleman. You don't. Nicola, have you ever cheated on your husband? Not yet. <laughs> I like how you nodded. That's the agreement. 
Right, if we make it to 20 years, then it's a year of a fuck fest. We come back, we have some smear tests, figure out what we caught, and then Niccolo will fall off her shoes and away we go. <laughs> Nicola, or sir, I didn't catch your name? Gordon. Gordon, you do look like a Gordon. You know how to read a map, don't you? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah you do, Gordon. Your shoes are sensible, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, that's a Gordon right there. Plaid shirt, sensible shoes, where are we going? Anywhere we want, as long as it's hikeable. <laughs> Gordon to the rescue. <laughs> Gordon, any advice for, what is your name, sir? Reese. Reese, any advice for Reese? Uh, avoid Rehypno. Avoid Rehypno. <laughs> it's a nice blanket piece of advice. Either giving it to people or just taking it yourself to have fun. You'll end up just sleepy. I don't know if this is true, but in Canada for a little bit, uh, Rehypnol or the date rape drug was taken recreationally. And it was for about a year and the police had to go on the news going, could you please Stop taking Rehypnol. <laughs> People are just falling asleep, asleep in the winter. It's like, it, was, it was like 2006. I was living in Montreal, and there was this giant snowdrift fall, and they were constantly just putting up signs that said, no date rape drug, please. And then just a, a picture of a man asleep in a snowbank. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. Canadians were very sensible. Once you explain to us the consequences, we go, oh, all right. That's why we were very well behaved around the Americans. We've seen what they've done to the other places. <laughs> so we don't mention all of our oil and water. We just go, it's just, it just bears up here, bro. <laughs> just bears and Mexicans. You don't want to come up here. <laughs> so it's back to you, Reese. You're in the Velvet Shoes 666. Struck out twice with Emma. Lo losing money. Apparently you're paying for every moment you're in the Velvet Shoes 666. One last time. And then... <laughs> take no advice from that creepy gentleman. <laughs> Yeah, that is the exact same guy who said Rehypnol. And, and his wife keeps looking at him going, what have you been up to today? <laughs> What's your name, sir? Tom. Tom? Tam? Tam? Uh, I'm just not going to talk to you because I'm afraid I'm going to get a drink later and then wake up in a snowbank. <laughs> it's to you, Reese. To woo Emma one last time towards your house that your penis built. Here we go. Any advice from Norway? Oh. <laughs> the Norwegian has no advice. Let's go to Teesside. Teesside, any advice? Uh, just be chilled and confident, Mom. Oh. And that is from, that's from an English person. <laughs> to tell you to be, you know how hard it is for them to be confident? You've seen them. They're in the tracksuits with the tans, the tattoos on their faces. It says, I'm cool. And you go, you're not, though. Don't act like you don't know the guy I'm talking about in your town. His name is like Bill and he has a car. <laughs> Thank you, one lady who's honest. All right, Reese. Pressure moment. You're like Wayne Rooney in the World Cup, only you care. <laughs> Microphone is yours. Everyone be with your gods. Here we go. Let's see what Reese goes with now. So Emma, you don't want a tenants and you don't want a special brew and you don't want Buckfast. What do you want? Oh. Ball back in her court, confidence, but he said it in a joking manner. Reese is on the board, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Emma? What? What are you going to say? Yeah, what would you actually say? <laughs> you fought a good fight, ladies and gentlemen. Reese, you'll be masturbating by the skip.
but now. Gordon, how old are you, sir? 39. You're 39. You need to stop smoking in enclosed rooms. Gordon, you are... I thought that would get more of a laugh. He just has a creased face. So do I. I smoke as well. That's why I look either, you know, 30 or... Well, then Nicola has something to tell you because she's probably smoking some of his meth while you're asleep. <laughs> Nicola, have you ever tried meth? Cool, Gordon. Thank I want what? What? If you're gonna heckle, you gotta do it with a loud enough for me to hear. You can't just. She just like. Old old fashioned meth. That's the most posh, beautiful thing. Uh, pardon me. My name is Alistair. We do not drink meth here. We go for old fashioned spirits, like vodka, but it's haunted. <laughs> Or hockey. Don't you dare besmirch hockey, sir. It's like football only on the ice with punching. It's the fucking best. <laughs> yeah, do you play hockey? A little bit. Yeah, I fucking knew I loved you. <laughs> All right. That's good. So, Gordon, you're 39. How do you... Because you, you haven't approached a woman since you married Nicola, of course, correct? No. Yes. So, but how did you woo Nicola? What was your opening salvo to her? Thank you, one honest lady. Well, the rest of you are like, where is this going to go? <laughs> and so what happened? Was the photocopier involved? <laughs> He's never drunk since? Nicola, you're the one with the rehevnal. <laughs> it's gotten weird. I feel like Nicola has a secret she doesn't want to share. All right. Who the fuck was that? Is that David Attenborough? <laughs> What a celebrity-studded show. A man from Norway and now the guy who voices Planet Earth, the only thing to watch when you're stoned. <laughs> Listen, I don't smoke a lot of weed, but when I do, watch a nature documentary because you'll be so much more fascinated. Not even by the animals. You'll just be like, that's a lot of grass. <laughs> so where, did you, where do you work, Gord? Or where did you work with Nicola? Uh, uh, At a consultancy firm. So you gave her vagina a little advice? I love this guy, whoever, I hope he doesn't even know them. He's just like, I feel the... Part, you've never met them? God fucking bless you, sir, in your honesty. <laughs> never met him. I just want to know where this is going to go. It's going to go to Humor Town. That's where it's going to go. Because how much time do we have left? Only a few minutes. <laughs> how fucking dare you? Oh, you haven't laughed at all, sir, have you? Was that you, Gordon? It was, what? what's his name? Paul, Paul, you twat face. <laughs> I saw you laughing, and then you do that very typical UK thing. Oh, I'm going to be self-deprecating because I had emotion and an intimate connection with a group of people, and we laughed, but I can't have that because I just, I just like to look in the mirror and have sad masturbation wanks. Because <laughs> if I admit that I have emotion, then I should have told my kids I love them as opposed to what I tell them, which is act up. <laughs> right, Paul? I don't know what he just said. <laughs> Just drink more. Okay, Thank you very much, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you're creepy as shit, but I like you anyway. <laughs> you can come to a, house, a party at my house as long as there's four more people and none of them are chicks. <laughs> well, I think the only way to end this show is with you, my friend. <laughs> Please stand up. 
You can stand up here, stand on the stage, noble and proud. Look at them all. The, fi- the final words of the podcast are yours. Just remember, I'll be at the back handing out flyers and also begging for money. And you're thinking, I don't want to pay for this. Well, go fuck yourselves. Pay for it anyway. Don't be one of those people that just looks at me and goes, I, I don't have any money. One woman did this and she said, I don't have any money. And I looked into her wallet and she had like seven fives and a bunch of pound coins. And I went, what are those? And she went, they're fake. And then just walked away. <laughs> just don't be like that. So the final words, my friend of the podcast are yours. Hold the microphone nobly. Whatever you want to say, say it. Don't listen to Paul or Tom. (laughs) Final final words are yours. Go ahead. You better pay the man. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Anything Bring Podcast podcast for Norway, for Pam, Tom, for Paul, Gordon, Reese, Emma. I didn't get your name. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you very much.